You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up. Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey Dent. Likewise, about you, Detective. You think you know me, but I've never been more than what each of you has created. <laughs> Just look at the flowers. Welcome back for another episode of Televised Heroics, where we talk about the TV shows that are on right now about comic book superheroes. Adaptations from properties that are already out there. We are specifically talking about Invincible from Image Comics right now. Daniel, how'd you find episode five? Uh, it's called That Actually Hurt. <laughs> I uh, have to say, something finally happened. <laughs> something happened big time. Uh, so spoilers, if you have not yet watched the fifth episode of Invincible, he is not very invincible. <laughs> Mark Grayson does not live nope. up to his name. <laughs> Skipping right yeah, to the line about his name. <laughs> yeah. Skipping right to the end, man. Battle Beast. Did you know anything about Battle Beast going into this episode? Not at all. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I had no, no idea. Do you know about anything the, about Battle Beast? No, I had no idea about the character. I had no idea about like what it could, uh, what what he what he could be. But apparently, he uh, he's like. I don't know. Is he considered their version of Thor or something else? Like I, I don't know who who he'd be an analog for, essentially. Like, but he's brutal. Maybe he's Darkseid. Maybe he's Caliban. Oh yeah. I was thinking more of um. Oh crap! The guy that dresses up like Thor. Uh, something Bill. Can't think of his name right now. Beta Ray Bill. Yeah. I mean, yeah. kind of like a beast-like creature, you know. Yeah. Beta Bill is is a is like a horse like creature, but he's a good guy. He's not a bad guy. Yeah, but I mean, you threw out Thor, and Thor's a good guy. <laughs> no, I know. That's what I'm saying. I just didn't know where where it could be that uh, uh, the equivalent. Uh, that's I think that was one of the reasons I had a, right. I had an issue with it. But I mean, overall, that dude can kick some major butt. Also, maybe he's not really a bad guy. Maybe he's more like a bounty hunter because, like, oh, you know, he's like in a world full of ants. He's like, I'm not needed for this, and then you know, warps out of there. Yeah, he warped out of there when he was when like it was the tide was starting to turn, though. Like, I mean, he probably still could have beat him, but like he just really felt like he was like, ah, they're doing better now, so I'm gonna take off. (laughs) That was a really good action sequence. I I think it was like ten or fifteen minutes long. Yeah, uh, I don't, I, probably about 10. I, I, I'll give you 10. Okay. So <laughs> It was really good. <laughs> essentially, this episode, we, we get to learn more about the character Titan. Um, voiced by Mahershala Ali. And we see that he kind of is in, indebted to uh, the, uh, a, a, so, a so-called kingpin of crime, a machine head voiced by Jeffrey Donovan <laughs> and uh, in his inde- in indenturedness uh, he has to pull crimes for Machine Head and 
it, it ranges from taking down rival gangs to uh, collecting money to uh, setting setting fire to people's homes, uh, a tenement building. Uh, but he he doesn't seem like he wants to do that kind of thing. So he he's he helps he helps out like some of the people that he's set their house on fire, giving them money. Even though like him and his family might not actually have a lot of money to to be spreading around like that. Like he, he they even go to the the food center that Amber works at or volunteers at, I should say. Volunteers, yeah. So I don't know. Uh Titan is a very complex character, I guess is the best way to put it. I agree. Uh, which leads him so to, obviously uh, his go ahead go ahead i was just gonna ask so basically he's like our version or their version of uh luke cage he does seem like a, a luke cage like even to even to his powers his power is to like grow a stone skin now luke cage has supposed to be diamond hard skin but uh essentially yeah he it, it breaks away and it takes time for it to heal, but he he does have like a. But it a, does does regenerate. <laughs> it does, yeah, it does regenerate. It regenerates regenerates quick. It just it it um it just takes time, uh, which then leaves him exposed. So there are times when he he needs he it appears that he needs backup. So he calls, or he leaves a or he writes a big message to. Uh, invincible on the top of a, a, a skyscraper skyscraper roof, and yeah, that's where they set up the whole thing. Um, basically, I thought that which was... leads into an interesting dinner conversation. <laughs> yeah, but I, I thought it was funny that like Mark media was like, "Oh, you want to tussle with me again?" Well, let's, and he starts getting into this like <laughs> whole "I'm going to start fighting you" kind of thing, and he's like, "Dude, I'm not here to fight you. I needed I need to ask for your help." Uh, but yes, it does lead to an interesting dinner conversation. So, between Nolan, Omni Man, Debbie, uh, and and Mark, um, essentially Nolan's like telling him not to get involved because the guy is a bad guy. And I mean, I mean, Omni Man is actually not you know the best person either. <laughs> but this is true, you know, Omni Man wasn't wrong. You know, and at the end, he wasn't wrong about it. Or the situation. Yeah. So, I mean, isn't that... This is also kind of like the end of season two of Luke Cage? Like, where Luke Cage takes over as the new kingpin of crime? True. (laughs) So you have Titan, who has essentially set up his boss machine head to get taken down. He gets taken down, and now Titan is in charge as he as he puts it uh even to the point where he has excuse me he has um the teleporter guy like on I, his side isotope isotope that's right yeah yeah so i don't know anything about titan either so i don't know if he becomes a more formidable foe for invincible or a more unlikely ally for invincible i can see him being a unlikely ally anti-hero type thing true help out the people that are being overlooked by these supers so to speak uh and then also help you know helping out invincible whenever he needs it 
Yeah. Um, but but uh, overall, like this episode was so full of so much unexpected stuff, at least in my opinion. Uh, do you think that Titan was going to like like he had the best intentions at the fu- at the beginning of the fight because he was there at the beginning of the fight. It's just you know obviously he started getting beat along with everybody else. I still think he had the best intentions, even though he had, you know, that plan. I still, he still think he was, you know, looking out for himself and also, you know, was looking for out for Invincible. Obviously, Invincible is stronger than him, so that's why he's like, you know, partner up with me. Let's mm-hmm. do this. Now, one of the things that I thought was interesting, because one of the, the things that Machine Head had uh, Titan steal earlier was the this piece of tech. And when he added the chip to his own Machine Head... Such a weird name. Do you think that he's a <laughs> a robot that has like human hands or something, or do you think he was a man at one point that ended up having a robot head? I thought he was wearing gloves, so I, I just assumed he was full robot. I thought was he wearing gloves? I thought he was wearing. I thought he had. Um, I thought he had human hands. Um, I'm not, and I'm not sure. So, um, find out. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking it up too, but I don't know. I don't know if it's you no. Know, he has human hands. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Holy crap! So then, yeah, he was probably human at some point, and then got a robot head. Okay. Um, I wonder if we're gonna get more story, <laughs> but behind that though, I so, don't. You don't think they're gonna use him for good since um, oh, uh, Cecil's group took him. Oh, ooh, that's a good, good observation. Maybe. I mean, something they might just especially because, power him down. I don't know. I mean, he could come in handy if they could reprogram him to actually be good because he, you know, he was doing quantum theories of all the possibilities that could happen. And that's why, you know, he had all that backup. So I think potentially they could use him for good. Yeah. So, see how, you know, Omni Man track him down and see, you know, what the possibilities are of him, you know, enslaving and killing all of humanity. Good call. Could definitely that could definitely happen. Um, so yeah, we had hit, uh, Machine Head being able to calculate quantum possibilities, so to speak, or whatever he says. And uh, he saw the betrayal of Titan in one of the possibilities, and he hired a bunch of bad guys to just show up and 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 fight for him. One of whom being Battle Beast. Now, all of them seemed pretty formidable, but Battle Beast being the strongest out of all. Yeah, that battle <laughs> ends up being pretty brutal. Um, Mark is pretty much dead at the end of it. Uh, I mean, he's alive, but yeah. he's holding on. Uh, who else? Ooh, and then uh, Monster Girl. Monster Girl, Girl might know. not make it back. Yeah, she well, yeah, she's definitely dying, if not dead. Um, Robot takes that the most personal because I think being the leader of the group and all, uh, uh, Black Black Samson, I think he's dead. If he's alive, he's not gonna be able to fight crime anymore. Yeah, (laughs) I don't understand why he decided taking off of his suit was gonna be the better idea. Like his his uh, battle suit is what gives him the strength, I would assume, since he lost his superpowers. Do you do you think that um, the power suit though um, was just so 
beat up that obviously it was weighing him down and he couldn't move so that's why he removed it i mean that i think that's exactly what they were trying to portray but like if you couldn't do it with the power suit i don't think you're gonna do it without a power suit yeah and screaming and then throwing a punch uh isn't gonna do you any good (laughs) no um rexplode i don't know i don't remember what happened to him i think he actually walked out fine did he uh shrinking yeah i think he was unscathed shrinking girl or shrinking ray uh i feel like adam ray i think i think well not adam but shrinking it's it's shrinking something shrinking yeah i know you're talking about that i think she got messed up pretty bad oh definitely if i can if i remember correctly and duplicate a lot of her dupes got got killed but i think she still made it out okay yeah i think she made it out all right as well but holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think of, of, of Nami man just sitting there watching his son get brutally murdered? I think it, um, he was just doing it to see if, uh, you know, as a test to see if he really could hold his own against, you know, a band of rogues like that. And you don't think that he at any point he should have like stepped in and been like, uh, OK, not a good idea. <laughs> Definitely think he was thinking about standing in if you know the other um if the you know the other heroes the backup didn't show up i think he was gonna step in so just like in italy he knew that um cecil was on his way right okay plus i mean if he really is kind of like a superman too he probably has you know supersonic hearing and probably knew that they were going to be on the way too yeah yeah exactly so uh with all that being said Cecil does show up. He has the medical team there. They put Omni Man on, or Omni Man. They put Invincible on a stretcher and take him away. I, I mean, I guess and take his DNA. I mean, it's true. They do take his DNA, and that's that's the bigger reveal after the after the first credits during the credits that they sit there and try and do all kinds of stuff to his blood, and it doesn't get destroyed. Yep. <laughs> so, but, you know, you would think that there would be some sort of weakness, though, because he's half human, you know, not full um, Vexamite, Voltamite. Vitromite. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, he can get beat down, so it was enough for that. Yeah, obviously. And, I mean, obviously, we've seen Omni-Man has his own limits, too, when he was um, fighting you know, against the team earlier mm-hmm. in the first episode. So when he was going, uh, the was it the Guardians, the new Guardians of the Globe, they all uh, kind of, I guess they won uh, a battle earlier in the, in the week, but Black Samson was like, hey, you won, but you didn't work as a team. Like a whole busload of people got hurt uh, because Rexplode was being <laughs> dumb. Um do you think they at this point were were they coming in as a better team or was this going to be the thing where they see that they need to be a better team i see it as both because after you know they got their butts kicked um you know they all got up and started fighting they started fighting more on a team basis so i think it was like more like okay yeah you know you're right absolutely uh you know we fought better this time but now we really need to coordinate as a team if we're going to do something like this again 
I mean, it was almost a repeat of the first Guardians of the Globe when they went up against Omni-Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Omni-Man took him by surprise. This is true. <laughs> uh, so some of the other story, po- story points that went on in this is Amber, Mark's girlfriend, is upset. She's upset that Mark is never there, never there on time, never uh, around when she wants him to be. I mean, this is a common trope in a lot of comic books. Superheroes are off doing things where they're saving people, so they can't be there to attend to their loved ones or the events in their loved ones' lives. Do you think that Mark should have just explained who he was at that point? Yes, but, you know, Eve Eve is the one that told him, like, hey, don't do it. It's a stupid thing. And I even think, uh, you know, uh, his dad is going to be like, come on, don't do it. It's a dumb thing. I honestly don't think it will be Mark telling him, uh, you know, telling her himself. I think it's going to slip out. Uh, it's probably be Eve that is ultimately going to be like, no, you, you're you dumb. Like, you know, like I've told you before, he loves you so much. And just, you know, this is what's going on in his life. Right. Yeah, she definitely she might she might she might be the one that tells um, she because he's supposed to meet her at a at the soup kitchen at the food center to help uh, after he had already blown off the dinner with her mom. So because he's essentially being brutally beaten to death, he doesn't make it to the soup kitchen. And, uh, Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, essentially Amber's giving up on her, but that's when Eve gets a phone call. uh, I would assume from someone in the guardians of the globe to say like, Hey, Invincible is like about to die, so you should probably go to the hospital. To yeah, see him. and that's when she, like you said, she yeah. says, she says, "Hey, he loves you a lot. You shouldn't give up on him." Does she give up on him after this yep. point? I don't think she will. At least not yet. Anyway, okay. Or you know, um, she does find out that he's a uh, superhero, and you know, is like, "Okay, that explains a whole lot." But I don't think I can do this, especially if you're going to be, you know, near the brink of death every single time you do this. Yeah, yeah, it might be a little stressful for her to have to uh, be involved in that. Uh, also, there's tension in the relationship between Debbie and Nolan. Uh, obviously, she yeah. she comes across Damien Darkblood's book uh, in her closet, which we talked about last week. She looks through mm-hmm. some of the notes and sets it up so that Nolan has to go to someplace on the other side of the globe to pick something up for dinner that which will give her 20 minutes exactly <laughs> to snoop uh, she goes looking for his bloody costume from the night that he fought the guardians or killed the guardians she he gets back just as she was like looking it over and then she slips it underneath the table is she actually getting away with it do you think or is he just playing dumb I think he's going to play dumb as much as he possibly can. Okay. Now, uh, which leads to them having the conversation at the dinner table, like you said, where he's telling Mark that he needs to just let it go and not, not help out Titan. Whereas Debbie's like, well, you know, he's got to be a good guy and you have to help out people whenever you can. So he should help out, uh, which then later has another conversation between the two of them where, you know, they're, they're, conflicting they're having drama with each other do you think after this point right. uh debbie is still gonna feel that way i think so 
Um, I think she, you know, obviously she's piecing it all together. So I think, you know, she's still going to basically end up finding out all about it in the end. Yeah, but I mean, is she going to still want Mark to help people after when, you know, helping out Titan almost got her son killed? Oh, at this point, probably not, no. No, after this, I'm going to say that she was very, (laughs) very uh, upset about that. Which leads us to the other parents in the show, Eve's parents. So this was the biggest surprise to me. Eve is super powerful. Like, her powers... Are the ability to to change reality, to manipulate atoms, uh, so that they can do other things. Like up to this point, all we've really seen her do is like make herself fly, like shoot some beams, and like make force fields, like kind of like a Green Lantern. Uh, but she creates a door in her bedroom to, that goes outside, a door where there was no door before. And it's not like just a hole where she can walk through a hole. It's a whole door, like with the hinges and doorknobs. It's a legit door. Yeah. That's insane. Uh, Essentially, she's, her and her dad are having an argument uh, because he found out that she broke up with Rex. Um, Like, She's, she explains that he cheated on her, and he's like, "It it doesn't matter. He's a guy. He's a guy superhero. He could protect you. Uh, since you you're just a girl, and like, <laughs> not really understanding how powerful she is, apparently, like, she doesn't need someone else to protect her, uh, especially not Rex, who just makes things blow up. Blow up, yeah, I know. Um, but I, I, I guess this would be like the first time her parents have actually seen the full extent of her power. Maybe you know, yeah. But but obviously you know she's astray now she she, she left home <laughs> yeah she left home we don't, we don't really know where she's staying at this point um, the teen team is is disbanded she right she decided not to go be a part of the new guardians of the globe uh, she's got things going on but she took out she took the time to go and help at the food center with Amber and supposedly right. Mark, but, um, do you, do you think the guardians of the globe, um, get compensated or some sort of pay? Like, do you think that's another reason why her parents, you know, could be like, don't, you know, leave the team. You should definitely still be part of the team or you should join them. You know what? They probably do seeing as how Cecil works so closely with them. So I would assume whatever government agency, pays him uh or government pays his agency would also pay the guardians or at least okay them up yeah um which also brings us to uh what was the other part robot being shady again that's right robot being shady so he shows up after the mauler makes the clone of himself and like he (laughs) He, uh, they, 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 be, they immediately begin to be like, let's, well, we need to fight. Like you're here to arrest us for whatever. And he's like jumping around and they're destroying their own place. And he almost, they almost destroy their regeneration chamber. And he's like, I look, I'm not here to fight you. I just want your scientific expertise. Like, how do you make a clone of yourself? And he has the blood that we saw him 
take earlier of or last episode of Rex. Rex. Yeah. So don't know I, if he's I just gotta say too, like Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I don't know if he's planning on just making clones of Rex or maybe clones of Rex and now Monster Girl or whoever else. Because I I think he does say something about we'll fix you, right? Or we'll get you back. Right. Yeah, yeah he makes a promise to Monster Girl. What were you about to say? But I, I do want to say like that is one painful way to transfer like your consciousness to you know your clone. <laughs> And I like the, the fact that it's up to the minute, so like neither one of them. Well, obviously, well, both of them think they're the original, even if one of them's not. Even though one of them's not, right? And then, of course, after yeah, that was pretty funny. The initial after the initial part of the fighting, like we don't we don't know which one's the original anymore. There's nothing to differentiate between the two of them, right? So, and even Robo- in when they escaped out of jail, couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah, so even. So we know Robot is pretty shady, um, which I, I think is just that much better. That's played by Zachary Quinto. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see where that goes next. Um, I think I know. I think that's everything. But one thing I did want to say because it's the Reginald Vell Johnson High School. The principal was voiced by Reginald Vell Johnson, uh, the actor. So that was kind oh, of funny, nice. and uh, <laughs> it was it was Principal Winslow, uh, because Reginald Bell Johnson played uh, Carl Winslow in Family Matters for all those years. <laughs> That's a good catch. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to bring up? Mm, uh, I don't think so. I just don't know what the outcome of uh, all this is going to be, especially because Mark saw you know his dad watch him, and then he once he closed his eyes and opened them back up, he was, you know, gone. Yeah. I mean, we know that he saw him, but he's going to be like, oh, I was hallucinating because he was just about to die. So <laughs> maybe, <laughs> I mean, he's going to eventually put it all together, but it's not, it's, it's not going to be anytime soon. Right. I'll tell you that. So I think there's like a hundred and it's the series. Yeah. I think there's like 144 issues. Yeah. 144 comics. Yeah. So, we yeah. have a lot of story left to tell. I I, I have to assume that Mark's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> and with with it just being completed, like I have to hold myself back and be like, what happens, you know, to Omni Man? I was like, no, don't look it up. But every now and then, kind of, you know, flirting with the idea of doing that. <laughs> well, every now and then, you see a you see a picture online. Like I saw a picture just now when I was looking looking through some stuff. I'm very interested in how we get to that point. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anything else you're watching that's comic book related? Uh, not yet. I'm still waiting for uh, for Falcon and Winter Soldier to, you know, uh, be all out. Le- looks like next week I'll actually be able to binge it now. Well, next week is going to be episode five. There's six episodes total. Oh. Oh. So okay. So weeks. this is an episode four this week then. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Then I'll wait. <laughs> still wait. <laughs> Uh yeah, I mean I think that sh- that show is amazing. Um, I can't think of any other comic book show that I'm watching regularly right now. Um, I need to catch up on Flash. Uh, I need to catch up on Supergirl. Supergirl, Supergirl came back. Um, oh, and it's on its final season, huh? And it's on its final season. That's right. I wonder if they'll have any reference to Superman and Lois at all. Dang. Uh, okay. If you want to talk to me I, about I, it, I, yeah. 
pretty sure they will. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, if you want to talk to me about Invincible, please find me on Twitter. I'm at Mitchipedia GEM. GEM stands for Geekly Media. Daniel, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Supercommy Daniel. The rest of Geekly Media is at Geekly Media on Twitter, at Geekly Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geekly Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network on our website, geeklymedia.com. But until next time, this is Televised Heroics on the Geekly Media Network saying always remember to geek out. Geek out. This concludes our broadcast.